Hands off parenting. It's just hands off parenting. Put that down, don't touch that, stop it. Where's the line? Okay. Welcome to Hands Off Parents. Hello. This is Stephanie. And Abby. I never introduced, so this is really kind of cool. Very Let me do it again. Welcome to Hands Off Parents. Wow. This is Stephanie. <laughs> this is Abby. Wow. Really, really getting into it. You feel good? I do. I, do. Um, I feel good because we have the most amazing guest here today. Yes. Thank I'm you. so excited. Um, she happens to be a dear, a, a dear friend of mine, but beyond the point, beyond that point, she is just a stellar individual and mother. Um, Jennifer Mathieu Blessington is here. Famous YA author. Like, I feel like I needed to book your time that you're here today. Yeah, um, she has written three books. Uh, the Truth About Alice was her first, mm -hmm. followed by Devoted. And Afterward is coming out September 2016. Yes. All through Roaring Brook Press. Um, mm -hmm. She is also an English teacher, and she has a five-and-a-half-year-old named mm -hmm. Elliot, two L's, Two teeth. I'm already <laughs> exhausted thinking about all of the things that you do. I'm like, it's exhausting when I hear it, actually. Yes. Yeah. It's really, really winning at life. So we, <laughs> we are going to talk to Jennifer about how do you be a successful human okay. who fulfills your own things that you like in life and be a, a great mom and all the other things that you do. Yeah, yeah. up for it. Um, Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. So exciting. So we were... Um, when we wrapped up, or when I rambled up last week, um, I was excited because Jennifer had rung the doorbell. <laughs> we were like, oh, she's here. Um, <laughs> stop talking right now. And we were talking about fertility issues, mm -hmm. and we were talking about um, having a, having another child. Right. Um, and and Stephanie hitting this sort of milestone, 35. The infamous 35 the infamous milestone. Infamous 35. Which I don't think is really as infamous as they this say, but it sounds infamous. Totally what we were talking about. Like, and do you have another child? And she was saying, like, she's not quite ready. Right. Um, and you only have one. Right. Purpose. And that was a conscious yes, choice. Yes, a conscious, a super conscious choice. choice. So yes. we were hoping you would talk about that a little bit for the parents yeah. of one. You know, it's funny because I didn't really ever plan on just having one, but what happened was that I... My husband's an only child, and he loved it growing up. And he's older, so my husband's 48. So when we started talking about having kids, um, he was already in his 40s. And it actually did take us time. We, it took us a year to get pregnant. So okay. we had just started like the fertility kind of journey, like getting tested and all that stuff. And, um, and around that time, we were talking about, like, okay, if we can have a baby, which we wanted, we definitely wanted a kid, we started sort of talking about having more than one. And my husband was the one that was like, you know, I've really only ever thought about just having one. I'm already older. I love being an only child. Like, just the way that it works, having time for yourself, having time as a couple. And it, like I was saying before we started recording, it kind of was like this light bulb for me. It gave me permission when he wanted that to be like, I was instantly okay with it. Like, it was mm -hmm. this totally, like, I'm Yay! like, wow, yes. Like, this actually sounds really <laughs> doable. Like, this sounds really like a good plan. And I'd already been, like, heavy into my writing, my writing career. It had not, I hadn't actually sold a book yet, but I was working actively. I had an agent. Uh -huh. I was trying really hard to make that happen. I love my job as a teacher. Like, I had a lot of things in my life, and I wanted to add a child to that life. Um, but I think... The and I, you were in your 30s, I was right? in my this 30s. Point? I was okay. in my early 30s. Okay. I was in my early 30s. My husband's nine years older than me. And I think that, you know, when, the other thing that happened, too, is that we did finally get pregnant. 
And once we had Elliot, as Stephanie will tell you because she remembers visiting, he was colicky. He was an incredibly difficult infant. Right. And I think I was seriously not prepared for how hard motherhood was going to be. Like, I don't think anybody's prepared, but I I think I was seriously not prepared. Like, I knew it was going to be hard, but he literally would cry... I mean, four to five hour stretches. Like, you remember coming yeah. to my house? Oh, yeah. I had we, Jack in the Box in hand. We had a hairdryer on an extension cord that we had to trail through the house. And you and were just sobbing. I was sobbing all the time. I had. I would definitely say you I had... You kept the hairdryer on so he would stop crying? Yes. Okay. Like we had, that's Not the only like, way we could get him to... No, that, he liked the white noise. That would be the only wow. way that would calm him down. And I, I would definitely say, looking back, I had like pretty severe baby blues. I don't think it veered into Uh PBD, but like I had pretty severe baby blues. And like, honestly, that first couple of months, I'm really open about saying it was like the darkest time in my life. Like it was really hard. Yeah. Mine too. You know, it was not easy time. It was hard on our marriage. It was hard. I felt like a failure. I had this baby that cried all the time. And honestly, like we'd already sort of decided that we were only going to have one. And that was, that sealed the deal. That yeah. like really, really different. And he's such a great and amazing kid. Now when I look at him, I almost feel guilty. Like talking about what a hard baby he was. Yeah. He's such a good kid now. But at the time, like, I mean, it was just so overwhelming. And the thought of going back and doing that again, like, I don't know. Like, it's just, it, it's overwhelming. You, to even you, you take on like a different identity. I mean, mm-hmm. it's almost like you step outside of yourself. Yeah. You leave right. yourself behind for a little bit. And then there's this moment, I think, where Abby and I are now, mm-hmm. where you start to get yourself back. You're getting back. yourself back. Yeah. Yes. And then yes. it's like oh, right can, like at you that can time. Walk to out of the car right. and to right. like holding Like hands. I am just like, now getting at that stage. Like people would see, you know, you, like I would be walking around with him at like three months, like barely able to get out of the house. Like I'd go to Target, like, okay, let me just do this one thing to yeah. get out of the house. And people would be like, oh, just, you know... Remember this time, it's gonna go by so fast. I'd be like, what the hell? Like, I want, I am just now with my kid at like five, I would say probably started around four, where I get that whole idea of wanting to freeze time. Like, I look at him now and I'm like, I don't, like, maybe if I could give birth to like a four year old, (laughs) I'd be into it maybe, but like, I, the, the whole baby time was just not. Yeah, it was just not. I wonder though, like, me. and it, there's no point to like. I well, if you yeah. could, but if he was a better baby, do right. you think you would a different outcome? Feel right. No, and I've even talked about that with Kevin, with my husband. Like, we've talked about like, what if he hadn't? What if that first, you know, six months to a year hadn't been so rough? And he was a horrible sleeper. Like, he didn't sleep through the night until he was almost a year. But honestly, now looking at our lives, like this is also because I have some friends who are on the fence about having a second one like you (laughs) and what I always say is and you know who I think it I think it was Tina Fey because she wrote this really great essay about should she have another one which she eventually she did right she did have another one I think it was on Oprah all hail the queen all hail the the queen queen. where she told Oprah (laughs) she came out pregnant and she walked out on the stage and she was visibly pregnant with her second kid and so they started talking about this and Tina goes I felt like someone was missing uh, and when a nice I, way to say. yeah, she's and when like I, smart and stuff. Uh, she's, she's so smart, yeah, the greatest. But when I'm sitting around with Kevin and Ellie, like the other day we had a picnic in our backyard, and like That's we sweet. were having this really great little family moment. Like I don't feel like anything's lacking. Yeah, anybody's like, missing. Where's the fourth? N- not at all. And I think that for people that are on the fence, they feel like someone's missing. Do you feel like someone's? I mean, now you feel nope, like nope, not right now. Yeah. I mean, I. I don't know. I, I have this 
we all had siblings, you know, we all, we all, I had a yeah. sibling, you have siblings. Yeah. Like that was a very important relationship in my life. It was like hugely impactful and important to me. And I, it's one of those things where you don't know what you have. Like Elliot's never going to know any different. Right. He's only really ever going to be right. an only child. Yeah. And actually like with Iris, like we were talking about her hearing loss last show, she's always had it. She's yeah, never right. going to know any different. It's her reality. Yeah. It's alarming for me, or it was at least, it's not, it's no longer, but it was because I'm not used to it. Right. So it's that same kind of thing. Like what is normal for your child mm-hmm. and what is, what is you, what right. are you projecting onto right. them? So I feel like I have to have another kid. Like Mike has two siblings. Right. I had a very close sibling. I feel like it's, you know, when you, that whole conversation about when your parents get old and now I'm like orphaned. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. I don't have, have to deal with a them. sibling to go through life with. Right. But because I knew what it was like, I feel a huge There's loss. There's a loss right. there. But I don't know if it would have, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, yeah. when I talk about that with Kevin, who again is an only child himself, like he doesn't, you know, first and of he all, he has like, both parents. Or well, his dad's passed away, but okay. like the thing is, you're not alone. You have Mike and you have friends, right? right? Yeah, so, right. like, Kevin that doesn't, myth. right? And like, Kevin has these friends, like the best man at our wedding, Elliot. We named Elliot after him, like, is like a brother to, right. to Kevin. Yeah. I mean, they're on the phone, they keep it, they don't live in the same city, but, you know, and I'm sure we can all think of sibling relationships that are not. Yeah, healthy. Right? Oh, oh, definitely. So yeah. to me, the whole like I knew a woman once who said she was pregnant with her second, and I think she'd been kind of on the fence. And she said to me, "The first one's for you, the second one is for your kid." Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it kind of honestly like creeped me out. I'm like, you're only ha-, like to me like yeah. I mean, we can get real cerebral about this, but like I don't think we're biologically driven to have kids. You yeah. know, like yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, we can't get too precious about it, but like. I, I mean, I can't imagine only having a kid because maybe your kid might be good friends with them one day. No, like, I think you know, that's, yeah, I like think that's, that's sort of, I mean, I I'm not saying that to you, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm saying that in the general sense, like, yeah. We've got a, a kid down the thing. Oh, no. Well, I'm going to... So I'm going to play That wasn't enough of a reason for me. Like, you know, like, especially having seen Kevin, like, not... Not care. Lack that. Yeah. You know? So I'll play devil's advocate and not not to be per- too personal. No, but, no, no, no. So, but my husband is also an only child mm-hmm. and he really wanted to have right. more than one because of that fact. So right. I don't think I'm giving too much away about it. No, no, but no, no, no. Except that he really felt like he was missing that in his yeah. life. And I, I've had some really close friends who have been only children mm-hmm. and I'm not dumping on only children at right, all right, right. and saying that they're spoiled or anything like that. But they're, I think their worldview is a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not, and not good or bad. Just, right. it's just a different way to like sharing. Yeah. It's a different people life. People is right. different. And, yeah. And thinking about how you have to interact with mm-hmm. other folks is different. So I don't know. And I had three sisters. Oh, oh. <laughs> Iris is sad right now Don't for reasons sad, we're Iris. not sure. It's probably because she wants a little it sister or brother. Do, yeah. <laughs> Iris, don't be sad. Like, I want a little sister. I'm ruining her life. You are. No. No, you're Yet not. Yet another way. You're not at all. But I don't know. I feel like somebody who had siblings, I don't understand not wanting to have multiple. Right. But right. I got really lucky. And we were talking yeah. about this the last right, right, episode right. that I, I did not like being pregnant. Had a hard time getting pregnant. Mm-hmm. Don't ever want to go through that again. Mm-hmm. 
but I got lucky and I had two. Right. So I, I never have to worry about that, right, which right, I right. feel like bad saying out loud. Like I no, I don't. I mean, I mean, I think like, and that's another thing too for me, like that makes me feel really like it's the right choice for me. Like I am, I'm super neurotic. I'm super type A. I'm super. Um, I've had anxiety like my whole life. Yes. I worry about everything. And like, we're the same in that way. Right. And like, I think there are people that have a skill set that allows them to be parents to like five kids and do it really, really well. Yeah. And I know myself and I also know my husband and we, neither one of us has that skill set. What do you think that skill set though is based on? Like patience or <laughs> like, I mean, or not worrying like we do? <laughs> I don't know if it's patience, because I think actually Kevin is really patient, way more patient than he realizes. But I think it's based on being able to deal with, this is what it is for me anyway. I don't do well with chaos. Like yeah. I need, like I need to have, like I'm a list maker, I'm a organizer, I have a million things running through my head all the time. And then people are like, well then you should have another kid because then you just really, like it just, it'll just throw it all to hell and you won't be able to, like you know people this say that. This is what people say to me all but the time. that's what they said to me about having one. And one only made me more neurotic, more anxious, more stressed out, more yeah. list oriented, more to do oriented. Right, like, right. I'm at my maximum. I really don't think that one more is gonna reverse my lifelong yeah. trajectory of personality type, you right, know? Right. Like, I would be, if we had, here's the bottom line. If we had another kid, I don't think I would be a very good mom. Is that, like, crazy to say? Like, no. I wouldn't be a very good mom. Like, I would be much, like, less patient. I, I would snap more. Like, I would be probably really difficult. And I don't want to do that to, did you, to my kid, kids, myself, my family. Did you feel like you had those moments with Elliot when he was young, where you snapped at him? Oh, where, yeah. I mean, was he was he like? Because Abby and I are in the toddler phase right now, and it's and it's hard. I mean, oh, yeah. we're, like you just heard it. We're in the right, throes right, right, of right. just every moment is a negotiation. Right. Some passion, you know, like. <laughs> It's the it's really all joy, no fun. We're I really mean, in oh, that yeah, yeah, phase yeah. right now. Oh, and Elliot was actually for as difficult as of an infant as he was, he actually has been a remarkable. He made easy it kid. up to you. Like I feel like it's karmic justice. Yeah. Like we really have with the exception of sleeping, which has never been his strong suit. Um he's very he, easy going. He's a very easygoing kid. Yeah. Um and so but even then, I mean, even the most easygoing kid, you're gonna snap. You know, you're like, Okay, can you get dressed and you come back 20 minutes later and there's like one sock and they're naked, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, and we're trying to, I'm trying to do a million things and stuff. And I, 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 I have snapped and I just know, I know myself and I just don't, I don't think I would have been a very good single mother. I don't think I would have been a good young mother. Like yeah. I see, like I would watch, like, I remember when Elliot was a baby and I'd watch like, you know, you're just numbing out on TV and I'd watch like teen, teen mom, mom. <laughs> And I would be like, I have yet to ever watch that show. You need to watch I it. I watched it once. Probably It's should. really terrible. You really shouldn't watch it. But it's I would, sad, it's right? It's sad. But what would blow my mind is that some of these young girls were like, I'm like, oh my God, they're so much better than I would have been at that age. Well, like you they, have more energy. Yeah, but they <laughs> See, were like. that's a part of it, not to like talk yeah. back to being old. Like, But that is a huge part of it. I missed half this conversation, so I'm just no, totally no, coming fine. in yeah. apropos no, no, no. of nothing. No, you're, 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 you've caught on. When you get to be our age, right? 
women of a certain age, mm-hmm. and you've lived your life for a long time in the manner in which you want You're to set live in. Your ways. Are yeah. you too set in your right. ways to right. say? Good and point. not saying you don't love your kids to death, right? Right. But some days I just don't want to watch Elmo. Yeah, because you, you have like ten years where you got to watch Law and Order yes. anytime you want. Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry no, that you have that. to do that. But yeah. is that an older thing, or is that just a selfish thing? I don't know. That's a good question. I think that probably all people feel that way, but but there's some people who are vocal about it. And we're just saying it out loud. Like, we have yeah. a podcast where we're talking about that, but right, I think... Right. we said our kids were jerks. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> Truly. Like, I think everyone, by nature, is self driven yes. and selfish and like yeah. you we're, that's just like biological right you and then you have a kid and all of your attention goes right towards your kid right. and so you you know I feel like I walk around constantly just depleted mm-hmm. you know, oh like, yeah I mean I'm like never working with a full deck right 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 I've been um, up since 4 a.m. <laughs> yeah <laughs> for all of you not kind counting the times three so a long time and you look amazing i, I will you say do. you are showered you that's what i said <laughs> hiding yeah. behind They're adorable glasses. thank you i appreciate that um but yeah it's i don't know i guess it's like you had to and at the same time yeah it, you didn't have to think about it exactly it just happened right yeah you made a conscious decision that you mm-hmm. wanted one yes we're in that exactly yeah, that yeah, in that between limbo. time where we both i think we know that we're headed in that direction to have another. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. We both want that, but we're both like scared to pull the trigger on that. You know. Right. Because we don't want to go back to that to those dark days. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I think you should just. I think you know the whole. First of all, you got pregnant. I don't know. If I like mean, he touched you. Yes. Like you, I mean, yes. he looked you, in my direction you know, and I was pregnant. Right. I mean, that's the other thing I think about too is the fact that it took us a while. I don't even know if we could have another right. one. You know, right. it took us a long time. Not a long time. I but to have correct. to go through the t- right emotional, I mean, right mental, and it was super stressful just that whole year of trying and everything. So I don't even know if we could have another one. But the thing is, you got pregnant very easily. How many women do we know? I mean, this whole fear. Right. thing of like you you're too you got to be done how, by your how 35. many people do we know that have had women later in life we uh-huh. know so many so many you have babies later yeah yes. have women later in life yeah <laughs> and we know so many women who have had women later in life got a little got a little by curious yeah that's another yeah. podcast that's another different actually. podcast Sometimes you have to have a woman later, <laughs> later in life no judgment that's why I've met you that's why I brought you both here today no judgment <laughs> Abby I'm ready to change the course of this podcast but I think you should sit with it for a while, and I don't think you yeah. should feel bad about it. And I think that you've got time, more time than you really, yeah. you know, than they want you to believe you do. Exactly. Have. And I think you, that question, that, that Tina Fey question, does it feel like someone's missing? Mm-hmm. And I, I think if you can definitively say no, then, then you're in great shape. And I think if you're thinking, mm, maybe somebody is, then maybe somebody is. Right. And, and we're just not there yet. You're just not there which yet. Which is fine. Which There's is fine. Yeah, it's not I think you bad do, to feel that way. I do think you have to parent. I think you have to be careful when you're parenting an only child in that I do, like, I, I think there are conscious decisions. Like, I'm always doing this thing where I'm like, if I'm doing something for Elliot, I'll think, if I had another kid right now, would I be doing this for right. him? And I'll be like, yeah, I probably wouldn't. So he's got to do it that's for interesting. himself. Yeah, that's a good way you to... Know? I mean, that's a very logical, smart way right. to think so about it. So you do have to... I mean, I think there is... I mean, I think... And there's probably things you have to... Just, when you're parenting twins. Yeah. Or when you're parenting... You know, I mean, there's things like no matter what your, your makeup is, you have yeah. to make certain decisions. I mean, I sort of 
mainly want another kid so that Iris will take care of it. <laughs> like, like I, I, but I do kind of feel like people will say, like, when you have two kids, you can let them go hang out together mm-hmm. and you can go, like, do you find that's true? Yeah. They're so little right now. No, but I, I mean, when people say to me, how do you do it with twins? And I have, I feel like it's very beneficial that both of them are boy I mean I don't know I can't speak to a boy and a girl but there's times where mm-hmm. I just they just play together right and they're mm-hmm. only two and so you I can, can kind of check out and yeah. watch the wire I try to do that <laughs> I think temperamentally well, you really have to pay attention to that show you not can't the just like shield, sort of check out we've been watching. you can check out you can get <laughs> out on law and order yeah. that's my <laughs> but I think temperament is a lot has a lot to do with it too mm-hmm. the temperament of your kid and like yes. I do feel that we have been fortunate. Like I'm, like I said, I'm the oldest of three, and I actually didn't play with my siblings a lot growing up. Is I there was a the big more difference? the babysitter. I'm three years older than my brother, and okay. then I'm seven years older than my sister. Wow, that's a big and difference. So my brother and sister played a lot as kids, and I was the caretaker. I was, and I also was like, I wanted to be in my room by myself, reading, playing with my doll. I was very much. You've always been that way. I've always been that way, and my husband was that way. And you still have your own room. And I, I still do. I still, my husband <laughs> and I have separate rooms because, well, A, Which I love. He I sleeps with this CPAP machine, and it's very strange, and it's like sleeping with Darth Vader. <laughs> and I can't sleep with it on, and it makes this weird sound. And B, because I like having my own space. And Elliot has turned out very much like that. Like that. He entertains himself. But it's I, but I know, though, that it would be harder to have an only child if he... He was a real people person that constantly right. wanted yes. a playmate. Like yes. he will ask us to shut the door of his bedroom so he can play with his Legos See, by that, himself. That is not my child. Mm-hmm. Not my child. Iris is very social. Right. She is highly sensitive, emotional. She like right. she she wants a baby. She wants. She to like engage. is constantly yeah. telling me, "Mom, like let's right. get this done." See, literally. I think Elliot asked me one time, why don't I have a brother or sister? We were sitting on the porch. He asked me one time, why don't I have a brother or sister? And Saddened or just... No, just curious. Yeah. And we were like, well, you know, Daddy's the only child. And we named like a couple, like Tamri's got only... We have friends who... Yeah. I'm like, you know, he's one. And you know, your daddy and I just feel like we're... We have a good family of three. And he was like, okay. Done. Done. Literally has never brought it up Shut again. Shut that off. Well, now... But, and that's luck. I yeah. think it would be way harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you had a kid that was begging for a sibling or yeah. that seemed to want or that would benefit from that sibling. See, it's so interesting that you're like, you're blowing my mind here. I know. She always does that to me. Because what? great, great human being. Oh my god, oh my god. Terrific human being. Oh my god. I, what? I am not I have to push myself to be a social person. I am a social person because I have fought really hard against mm-hmm. my natural instinct to not to be that kid right. who closes the door right. with siblings. Right. Like I w- it was really easy to be a, a third child who like hid away. Were you the youngest? No, I was for a while and then we had a youngest. Okay. A youngest. We had another one. And it was like I just got pushed right out, which was just natural happening. Right, right. Um, and my husband also has to fight really hard. And we're both like introverted. Ex- yeah, 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 like yeah. Borderline, I get it. So I think that we've been trying to combat that by saying, like, well, we need our kids to, you know, we need siblings in our family and we need right, to push right. them to play sports and they need to bring right. them. Blah, blah, blah. Right. And it's interesting that you say the reverse. Like, we were like this, we like it, it's cool. And, and he's our like that too. like that right. too. Right. I mean, I think he did turn out, from what we can see at five and a half, to have similar 
Right. Yeah. I mean, like Dr. Spock has this whole thing about rightness of fit. Like you could like re- like personality types of parents gelling with the personality types of the kids, and it's a lot of it is just luck or whatever. And he does seem so far as we can. Now he also has he has worries. He's is super yeah. sensitive. Yeah. Can be a dramatic. Like oh, I, want, I can't. Years. I have no idea where he got it from. Um, but you know what I mean? Like he can get really, you know, he can get really like that too. So, I mean, there's the negatives to being kind of that sort of loner. Right. Yes. Close oh, off, I was talking you know? about Dr. Spock. Oh, you're talking about Not your son. I'm sure his ears are fine. <laughs> but I mean, like he, he has, has terrific He ears. has traits. <laughs> he has traits that I think are, that work well for being an only child. But then I think he, like we are signing him up for sports. We do have him doing things because you have to live in the world too. Yeah. So it's yeah. a matter of like knowing your kid and like figuring out. Playing to his strengths, but also, like... I assume at five, it's a little bit better than at two. Like, we think we know our kids. They're two. They don't know anything about them. They're coming out, and, they're, and yeah. they just come out more and more and more. Yeah. And it's weird. Like, yeah, it is yeah. really weird to start to see your kid, like... I mean, certainly, you're already seeing it oh, now. I f- and we it's just going to happen week. more and more. Yeah. I feel like she has been who she has been yeah. from the start. Do you guys know that Ben Folds 5 song? Um, yes, yes, I do. So I, which one? <laughs> one. Um, I'm sure I know it. Um, I forget the name. It was Still Fighting It, where he's yes. like, you're just like and me. I'm sorry. Fighting. Oh, yeah. Every that time I hear it, makes it, it me makes me cry. cry. Is he right? talking about his kid? Yeah, he's like. I need to go back and good listen. Morning, exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there's like a double it's entendre like, going on there. Yeah. English teacher. Oh my god, I should totally. <laughs> Kevin loves Ben Folds. You know what? I'm sure I think we should play that song in the break. Let's that do it. Sounds good. All right, we will be right back. Good morning, sun. I am a bird wearing a brown poly.
choice for, yes. for whoever you are mm -hmm. and and that families look very different now that the, mm -hmm. the 2.5 mm -hmm. white picket fence ideal is no longer we know so many people with only children yeah. mm -hmm. or people um, that choose not to have kids at all uh, yeah right you know we or people that choose people. I so 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 <laughs> envy them all yes I secretly I have never said this out loud but nope. I'm like bless your heart and I <laughs> fucking wish some days love that I were love Love my kids. Like, you get to do but what you want? <laughs> you get to do anything you want. But I will tell you this, speaking from the older child perspective, like, I have that less now than I did when I had a two-year-old. Like, mm. now I don't... That's good to know. You don't envy I don't envy it as much kids. anymore. Because it's not as hard. It's not as, it's not as physically hard. It's still hard in different ways, but like, and I'm so in love with my kid. Like, yeah. by the time they're five or six, I mean, they're just the coolest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're pooping in the toilet by themselves. Oh, oh they're can wiping just, their own butts. Can I just interject really quickly? <laughs> of course. So we're going to potty train this week. Any pro tips? You know what? We waited till three because... Oh, we were lazy. <laughs> no, because I think that's the pro tip. No, that's the pro like tip. okay, there's that old saying: start at two, it'll take you a year; wait till three, it'll take you a week. Mm. Now I don't know if that's true because I know lots of people, including Tamri, who successfully did it at two. Like, but and also she had a girl, and I think that's girls what I was are, gonna say. I think girls are way girls I mean, are faster. I mean, like I think Rose was using the potty at like 18 months or something. That's crazy. Amazing. She I, goes every night now. Like she well, goes in good. the body. See, she's interested. Elliot oh, had no cool. interest. He had zero interest. And so we were just like, why make it hard on ourselves? Right. And so we did like at three, we just did a weekend at home. Right. And just like right. it took a it did take Like you about, train a dog. Yeah. Really like that. And we like sit on the potty every, every 15 hour. minutes or so. Oh, we put a timer oh. 15 minutes. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, I want to really talk about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sit on the potty for been. 15 minutes? No, 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 no. Every 15 oh, Jesus minutes. Christ. I mean, I sit on the potty for 15 minutes. <laughs> that's when you get your own. It's your break. That's your time. No, no, no. But yeah. I think you should go with the biggest tip I heard, which I do agree with is go by the kids' cues. Okay. So if she's showing you she's ready, then yeah. that wait a year, wait a week thing yeah. is nonsense. It could totally work for you, and then you're out of diapers even faster. Right. But the way our kid behaved, I knew it was like just going to be a fight. Right. So we just waited until three, and then okay. it was fine. 
right. Well, she went to Tar- we went to Target and she picked out her underwear and yeah, she was yeah. really excited. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. And then she had to try on every pair last night. That's good. See, that's a sign. Like, yeah. I didn't care about that stuff. Yeah. No, they don't all. even understand what that means. No. Yeah, no. she was she was into it. Yeah. Um, but speaking of big girl underwear, let's talk about big girls. Segue. And I mean like grown ass women who yes. do what they want even when they have a kid. Jennifer Mathieu Blessington on the mic. So I just we, said on the mic. I like it. I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. I feel like I should do like a rap. I'm so hip- sorry. I sound so white right now. Let's not. Let's do, do a hip hop thing. <laughs> Break it down. Um. So, our second reason for bringing you in. Yes. <laughs> Just because we, we, we only had two reasons. <laughs> and then you'll leave. Yeah. We really do want to know, like, how do you carve out mm. a creative space for yourself? Yeah. We're all um, artistic humans. Right, right. But yeah. I think this relates to people who have other interests. Yeah. yeah. Um, how do you create an identity for yourself that is separate from your identity as a mom? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I think first of all, I'm really fortunate, as I'm sure both of you are as well, to have a partner who is very supportive of my artistic endeavors. Right. And so um, is very like 50-50 in terms of parenting. So that that helps. That's like my biggest pro tip is like marry a feminist Get a good dude. man. And you, yeah. that's like half the battle. That's so true, that's actually. really huge. Like it's actually really enormous. Like I don't know how you could do it otherwise. But... Um, Actually, I will say this, like having Elliot made me um, more um, prolific because I'd always written. I was a journalism major. I had had a couple essays published here and there. I'd, I'd been working on some young adult fiction before I had him, but I didn't publish my first book until he was born. That's when I sold my first book. Um, I think and you were how like, old at the time? You were 33? Oh gosh, no. That came out in 2014, but it sold in 2012. He was like two. He was like okay. around there. Yeah, like around there. You had written it prior to I or kind wrote of a little it. bit here and there. I started writing it because I'm nuts and I also I think needed an outlet during that really rough I started yeah. writing it on maternity leave actually. Yeah. Um, and I wrote it on and off. I didn't have like a deadline for myself. But the thing is actually having him made me more prolific and made me take my art and my writing more seriously because my time became so limited. Yeah. yeah. And then I realized that I really, it mattered to me so much, so I had to prioritize it. Like, I get so much more writing done now than I did when I could come home and do just what do what I wanted. I, and I would, I'm saying law and order like for the millionth time, but seriously, I would come home. Just a second. Sponsor. And just numb out yeah. on law and order and just be yeah. like, just one more episode and then I'll write. Yeah. Just one more episode and then I'll write. And it would be like 10 o'clock at night. That's very yeah. true. You know, and now with him, first of all, I'm not watching any television. Right. Because if it's on, it's because he's watching Digimon or whatever he's watching. Um, and so then, you know, he's in bed. I have some time with my husband and we chat and everything. And then it's like, I've got this one little window of time. And yeah, there are nights where I don't want to sit down and write. But but when I'm not writing, I miss it so much yeah. that I know if I don't sit down and do it, I'm going to be depressed about it. It's become it. part of your daily mm-hmm. routine. I think that's yeah. important. Yeah. That you make yeah. it a priority and mm-hmm. you make time for it. And when you limit your time, then you realize... You know, like becoming a mom, like I realized like, oh, certain friendships are more important to me or, oh, like, you know, just certain things you realize matter more. Like all of a sudden it didn't matter like 
what bar was out there. I mean, not that right. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, it just, certain things didn't matter as much as they used to because my time was so limited, so I had to pick the things that mattered. And for me, writing is super huge. And it's really important for me, too, um, for my kid to see that I, like, he knows the names of my books. Mm-hmm. He talks about the fact that mommy writes books. Um, I have awesome. a story that I tell, like, when I got... Um, my author copies in the mail. So like when you get your book published, like you typically get like a big box full of like, you know, you get like 20 free books. But my editor, because she knew how excited I was to see them, sent me two like ahead of time. (laughs) So I picked him up from daycare and we came home and I opened up this box and there were two copies of The Truth About Alice. And I started crying because it was, I mean, it was literally my childhood dream come true. It was so huge. And Elliot's like, why are you crying, mommy? And I said, mommy wrote this book. And he said, why did you write two of them? And <laughs> it was like, this great, it's this great anecdote. But yeah. he like knows, the t- he talks about it. Like, And I think it's really important for kids, and I'll get on my feminist soapbox here, boys especially, yeah. to see that their moms have identities beyond just being their mom. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think you're absolutely right. And we've had these conversations oh, too, hi. me and my husband. Oh, hello. Where Hi. they're like, Hi, how are you? What once they start to realize stuff that's going on, I don't I'm not gonna like not that I'm not gonna cook with of course You'll feed that ever limiting <laughs> cooking that I do now, I will continue yeah, you don't to cook anyway. I'm a terrible cook. I don't cook either. But just to like, hey, and then you know, I don't mm. I don't have an apron on and blah blah blah. Right. Because that's right. not what women have to do. Right. That's anymore. not how this house that's works. That's not how this function. house works right. and um, but I guess I'm, so it took me a while to have kids, but I felt like a lot of it was my fault. And I know we keep coming back to this, but I'm also Jewish. And so I thrive on Jewish guilt and She's everything. She's Catholic, Catholic so really. Yeah. We've so talked for guilt. years about writing a coffee Latina table. Latina Catholic. And guilt. And neurotic psycho Jew. And it's the same. <laughs> like I, I didn't want to have them until I felt like I had mm. done it. Whatever it mm. is, I am air quoting. Mm-hmm. And I then at some point I was like, okay, I'm not getting to it yet, mm-hmm. and I'm getting older, so I need to start right. cracking it, having the babies. But I still don't feel like I got there yet. Right. And now I worry that I'm never gonna get there. So I wonder mm-hmm. if there's other moms out there with that feeling. Yeah. How do you sort of combat that? I can have kids, and I can also get to whatever it is I right. want, because it doesn't have to be writing or or right, act, right. directing or acting. Like even just. Have you identified what it is? No, and that's probably the bigger problem. It's a problem. I don't know what it is. Well, and I also think that there actually, there is no it in the end because truth be told, like I sold these books and then the books come out and there's a whole nother, so I I, I mean like the highest point was when I got the call that the book had sold. Like after that, it's like, now the book's coming out. Did the book sell? Did right. the, does, do they want to buy another book? Like you're never, never ending. It, yeah. you're never, you're never like fully, right. you know, I have at a point. the goal and I'm done. And now yeah, I'm done. That never happens. That never right? happens. But I mean, I think you're right to say like there are certain, maybe you do want to define in a sense, maybe what it might look like so that you know, like, but, but again, even if you do, like it's so hard to, I don't know. I mean, I... I think even if you aren't necessarily like striving for something artistic, I think it's just important for moms to have time to themselves and right. time to be their own people. Yeah, if it is like I want to take a nap right. every day. Right, well, exactly. For working moms, like you 
how do you carve out time for yourself? You right. have a job. Right. You have to deal with your children. You have, and I, I like what you say about like your time being more meaningful. I have found that to be true. That's really smart. Like I put Iris to bed at 7.30 and then from 7.30 until like I go to sleep with you late, right. midnight, I'm like, okay, this is the time that I have. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do with it? Right. Yes. And like this, I'm on spring break right now. And so Friday night was like first night of spring break and I just watched like five hours of mm-hmm. Jane the Virgin. Yeah, that's good. Oh, I've never seen this. I want to see that. It's silly. It's I just, like it. It's, yeah. It's silly. It's good. It's about a writer. You'd like it. A romance novelist. And it's sort of told like a telenovela. Okay, enough about that. Um, but it was Sponsor. like a very, um, like, not how it usually is moment. Yes. I think the word for that is rare. Right. Um, that I was like, oh, I'm not writing tonight, or I'm not doing something productive. But like, that's I'm, okay. I absolutely. Mean, you need numb out nights, too. You do. You, you totally do. do. But I think when I was single, like you said, uh-huh. I'm thinking about it now, and before I had a kid, I had so many of those. Yeah. Like, I think I have right. less of them now because yeah. you're more... Um, guarded mm-hmm. about your time because right. you have so little of it. Right. You don't have an endless supply. Right. But, exactly. may, but that makes me feel sad for myself when I have those numb out nights because mm-hmm. I'm like, am I doing something wrong that I'm just, there's so few nights where I do that. Right. But when I do do it, it's fine and it feels fine. Totally. But the next morning I wake up and I go back to my to-do list, mm-hmm. like go back to reality oh shoot I could have done all of these other things yeah. of doing that which is stupid I'm not saying that's a good thing are you, a, are you a list maker like we were I, talking about Jennifer's like a huge list maker I make lists of lists that I plan yes. on making I get that like what are you guys and listing and then do you ever list the thing you've already done just for the sheer that's pleasure all I do of crossing it out I make lists really? of stuff that's already oh, done yes. all the time yes I love I lists I love doing you, that you write it on a piece of paper I'll be like oh yeah my day planner. Um, go to the bathroom. Cross it off. <laughs> I'm not even lying. <laughs> Yesterday. Give yourself those points. Rob and I had nothing. Like, we were trying to play it our weekend. I was you do you want to make a list? And I got super excited. And he took too long because to, he was like, I'll put it on my phone because he's a tech guy. And he's like making this list on his notes. And I was like, let's just get a pen and a paper. And I was getting anxious about making a list. <laughs> I, I actually do use, I have like 700,000 notes on my iPhone. Oh, see, I have to write it down on paper. Me too. I have to oh, touch I it and see it. And I cross wrote, like, it off. Love it. I write Love like it. entire essays on my notepad. God, I can do it. iPhone. You're so young. Yes. Oh my God. You I are so young. I can have like 100 more babies. I'm so young. <laughs> write a list of all the different babies you're going to have. <laughs> now I'm like sweating. Is making me like, but write Iris it. first and then cross it off. You yes. feel so good. I made her. She's <laughs> done. Yeah. So, um, so you basically what you're saying is like you feel more productive now that you're a mom. I do feel more productive, and you know what? This is going to come off sounding super cheesy and corny, but and trust me when I tell you that I have many moments where I'm like overwhelmed and freaking out and like like, but. Ultimately, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm a middle-class white lady in America, like getting to teach, which I love to do, getting to write, which I love to do. Like how many privileges did I just need? Like, so I think to myself, okay, I'm super overwhelmed. I've got all this stuff going on, but like, I am really fortunate too. So 
I try to try to like again, and I'm actually can be very pessimistic and like super negative. So I'm not trying to sound too up with up with people here. But I do try to do that whenever I'm like, Ugh, you know, I think, well, it's all relative. It's yeah. all relative, right? And then that helps me too. And like, there's gonna be there are gonna be t like, you know, my kid's gonna be like 16 and not gonna want anything to do with me. You know, like, okay, so he wants my attention now, or like, maybe my next book, my publisher won't buy and I won't get to write it right away or whatever. Like, I should just like I try to keep that is that does that sound really nauseating no no not no, at all i think it, sounds it does help me yeah. you know you've kept very grounded i will say now that you're a famous <sighs> author right. but truly like you i know you're being modest and humble and everything but you no. have you actually have achieved i am deal. jealous oh, yeah. Yeah. thanks but and well, like you. you are still like i want to teach yeah. I, I mean you're not considering like i'm gonna shift my life that's no. what no. i would no. just go into nantucket and, and quit right <laughs> Why? But yes. you know what? Because ultimately still like, and this is the thing of like having achieved it, as we were saying, yeah. like yeah. my goal was like have a book published. And I had a book published like by a big house. Like, yeah. My publisher is in New York, one of the big five, whatever. Yeah. And it was absolutely amazing. And the most like, one of the most thrilling things that's ever happened to me. And I wouldn't trade it for anything, but it still doesn't take away like all of the, my life is still like, you know, my kids still get stomach viruses and you know, I mean, it still gets, Thank life you. is still life, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah, Iris, I get it. Okay, so That's speaking right. of life being life. I know. This has been one of my favorite conversations oh my that we have ever had. I had so much fun. I hope I made I, sense. Iris is crying. She's Iris so thrilled is, by come, this conversation. Come here, come here. She's crying because I gave her my iPhone to silence her. And my horrible son to go away. Here's Love sweet you. Girl. Love girl. you. Um, Jennifer, I am... Iris doesn't seem grateful, but I am endlessly grateful. I hope I made sense. This was no, the longest episode. But I if think... you're still listening, thanks. Yeah, if you're still <laughs> listening. my rambling on. If you haven't shut us down, we can't tell through the analytics that we have. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so this has been great, and maybe you'll come on again sometime. Yeah. Come back. And Thank if you. people want to write us about this, can yeah. we share it with you? Oh, totally! It'd okay. be awesome. And it's yeah. handsoffparents at gmail.com. Yes. Or you could tweet at us at handsoffparents, or yeah, our Twitter page is like pretty pathetic right now. We're, so guys, let's yes, yeah. like let's build that up a little let's bit. Build that going. Um, go I by. I need to follow you. I didn't even realize you were on. Follow us. I'm gonna do it right now. Follow us phone. on Twitter. We are yeah, really tweety. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, anyway, go buy Jennifer's books because she's amazing. And oh, they're like coming out in September. Yes, and I write under yes. Jennifer Mathieu. Jennifer Mathieu. That's it. Over Thank you, out. guys. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Bye. You can follow Hands Off Parents on Twitter, at Hands Off Parents, or you can always send us an email at handsoffparents at gmail.com. Or if you look on Facebook, if you're into that thing, you can find us there as well. Hands Off Parents is Steph and Abby. Bum, bum. Mail camp.